0: Hi there, and welcome to the show. You're listening to another episode. Every other Tuesday, I release a short story about whatever's going on in the Parks household or whatever's in my head at the time. It's a way for you to get to know me a little better in between my rare disease interviews. Two years ago, we took our very last flight as a family. I was thinking about that moment from the trip with the new year upon us. I've been soul searching for ideas to help a movement really begin. I have a vision that everyone's an ally for my son and others like him, not just our family and friends and therapists and teachers, but all of those out in the wild helping in those really tough places for whatever reason, maybe the grocery store, the playground, the waiting room, people rising up to truly welcome disability at the table. Two years ago, it was Thanksgiving travel time the day before, pretty sure the busiest flying day of the year. I had my little buddy Ford and an 11-month-old, maybe 10-month-old little girl. We packed all the stuff from the list that's a mile long in my notes section of my phone. We were ready, organized, had made it happen. Our gate was so far away that we had to take a bus to it. No train. We had to get out, wait for a bus, get on the bus, get off the bus to get to our gate. We were conquering task after task after task that was pretty breezy for a regular traveler. We had checked everything but a big, huge suitcase full of Ford's meds and all of his food supplies. So it wasn't easy to wrangle that, a wheelchair, daredevil kiddo, a baby, and just, you know, my coffee in my other hand. But man, we were doing it. Of course, TSA Cares helped a ton in getting us on and off the bus and the plane. Once we finally reached our gate, my heart sank. I looked at Casey, frozen. Where is the diaper bag? It's time to feed Ford. His food pump, his extensions, every syringe we had, it was all in the diaper bag. Casey turned white, even whiter than he already is. He said he saw it in the car and he must have forgotten it. Casey's mom dropped us off at the airport that morning. And y'all know I worship the ground Saint Mariana walks on, but I have truly never met a more terrified and lovingly horrible driver. Sorry, Mariana. Our plane was going to board very soon. How were we going to get her to figure out how to turn around without being so stressed and make it in time? It was going to take at least 20 minutes for Casey to get back there and 20 minutes to get back. Like, no question. Casey called her and he flew back to the bus to meet her at the Parchers. So there I was at like 630 in the morning with my baby, my squealing daredevil who had An open Adventureland that is the airport. This huge heavy bag. And no, no coffee because I didn't get any yet. This was gonna suck. I could not wheel the bag, carry Ezzie, and get Ford. So I was constantly worried about that bag alone terrorist announcement every three minutes while I chased after Ford. I had also never been in this part of the airport. And I kind of think it doesn't actually exist because I haven't seen it since. But There was this section that we were in, and the ceilings were so high, like 100 feet. And there were these big windows, and the sun was actually shining. Rare for Seattle, especially that time of year. And it was so bright. I was actually worried about Ford's eyes because he didn't have his glasses. See, diaper bag. And then all of a sudden, like an angel walking out of the bright lights of heaven, was this woman who I'm going to call Donna. She swooped in and she told me she was about to go visit her grandkids for the holiday. She asked me if she could just follow Ford and let him wheel around so I could relax and contain Ezzy who was also trying to eat. She was laughing and dodging him in his wheelchair. And his wheelchair kept tipping backwards when he would try to propel because the third safety wheel had gotten stuck up and Casey and I hadn't been able to hammer it down. And she yells across to her husband, who was sitting in this chair, Tom. I don't know if his name was Tom, but I think it was. Get over here. Get over here and fix this (laughs) wheel. And he did. (laughs) This is one of my favorite moments of kindness and others just stepping up to be extra special and normal human beings, not being afraid to offer help to another in need, especially because it might be uncomfortable or seem tricky. I wish I would have gotten her information. Casey made it back, if you can believe it. I'm sure his mom had a panic attack, but dang, that woman did too. So maybe she's not such a bad driver after all. He said that he met the TSA Cares agent that we had seen earlier that morning, and he begged him to just let him skip everything. And he did. And his name was Kevin. I wrote a letter to the airport about Kevin after that. Kevin brought Casey through the doors, swooped him in, and didn't make him stand in security and do all that stuff over again so he could make the flight. As Casey was filling up Ford's food bag and getting him all connected, it was time to get on our plane. And Donna and Tom grabbed our heavy suitcase as we walked outside to the plane and made sure we got on with everything. Even though the next day and the next several months, I'm sure we were ground zero for COVID, that was the best and most memorable flight ever. And I will never, forget you, Donna and Tom.